find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And thank you for tuning in to another brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. Recorded always in 8K high Doge finishing sound. Guys, this is a Dust Brothers production, which means BTB is a professional podcast. What does that mean? It means you only get museum quality podcasting. Sorry, guys, my voice is fucked up. I'm pretty sure it does not take a genius to know why, why my voice is fucking hoarse and why it is gone, okay? But we'll get into that later, okay? My name is Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, and I am the host of this show. Some people call me the Korean John Cusack, but today you can call me the Korean Geno Smith. Why? Because I am fucking washed, okay? And today... I want to do the show a little different. Not that I didn't before, but but look, guys, I want to have a talk with you guys. I want to have a talk with y'all. I want to sit down and chat a conversation. This is sort of like an audio blog. You know what I mean? Me and you guys, the BTB Army. So, you know, this show is always about my life. But there's always free game being spit it's just the format of how I do things on this show, okay? Because it is, you know, it is a top-ranked show, and it's a little unorthodox compared to anything. Well, you know, it's a podcast. Everyone has different ones and different ways of how they do their show, and this is how I'm going to do it. But before we even do that, we're going to cut to some sponsors real quick and pay some bills. We got some sponsors, y'all. Sorry, man. The show is popular. We're getting popping, and, and it helps a lot of people out, and just help really me out. It doesn't just help Jordan and Miles out. There's another set of people that these commercials help out. And including you guys, it gives you a better quality show. It keeps us with that high Doge finishing sound and all that. So yo, Miles, throw on some music. I'm going to pay some bills real early, real quick. We'll be right back. Starting a new business isn't easy, especially in the world of design. Sometimes it's important to bring in a professional. Fiverr Business puts a world of expert freelancers at your fingertips so you can get that project across the finish line and be proud of the work. Plus, you'll get everything you need to seamlessly integrate with your new team members into your workflow. Top talent right at the fingertips which makes it easy for you to be the director of your dream vision. Fiverr Business's team matches you with the best talent for each and every project. Now your team really can do it all. Fiverr Business simplifies working with multiple freelancers, sets budgets, and manages projects with ease. Find the freelancers you need to give your next project just the boost it needs to finish strong. Right now, you could sign up for Fiverr Business absolutely free for the first year 
Get one year free and save 10% on your purchase on Fiverr Business with promo code BALLER. Just go to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com forward slash baller. And don't forget to use the promo code BALLER. I want to talk for a minute about things that have fundamentally changed the way we live. There are the disruptors, things like smartphones, streaming services, any distractions that you can think of. Another one I heard of recently is a company called Ladder, who basically took the life insurance industry, flipped it upside down, and shook out the inefficiencies. Before Ladder, if you wanted to get life insurance, you had to drive across town, sit through a sales pitch, fill out a ton of paperwork, and then wait six to eight weeks to find out if you've been approved. You'd also receive a zillion phone calls from agents trying to bundle your life insurance with things like car insurance. Now with Ladder, you can get fast, affordable term life insurance without even leaving your house. It's 100% digital when you apply for $3 million or less in coverage. No doctors, no needles, no paperwork. So if you're in between the ages of 20 to 60 and you need coverage and you want to team up with a company that's redeeming life insurance, then choose Ladder. They make things safe and easy for something that you hardly think about but definitely need. Go to ladderlife.com slash baller today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash baller ladderlife.com slash baller <sighs> what a fucking week man uh i want to thank thatch nguyen again for coming on the last episode um that episode peaked at number 24 in the top 25 on the overall business charts so, you know, show did very, very good, especially down to one a week now. So um, it's got to get more solid in order for us to to battle because we have two episodes a week. We stay in people's ears and know people be like, well, you should go back two times a week. I got a lot of shit going on if you didn't fucking know. Right. And I'm having, you know, a little more easier time navigating through fatherhood, um, CEO hood, business ownerhood. All that shit. So I do want to get back to two episodes a week after Halloween. And I'm, I'm going to legitimately try to. I know the Dust Brothers want me to. And they're busy as fuck with Captain's Picks and all this shit's going on. But look, I know I get a lot of questions from you guys. And because the format now with how to leave a review on the page is kind of fucked up. And I still want you guys to leave reviews. Please leave a five-star review. Um, instead of it doing it, leaving a review or a comment... I want to do questions on next week's episode. So please send your questions to behindtheballerpod at gmail.com and I'll get to them on the next episode or the episode after that. It's going to be a lot easier to go through them for Jordan, for everyone else. By the way, we have a huge fucking guest coming on. We have the president CEO of DraftKings. So that's going to be big. And, you know, I still got Quandre Diggs wants to come by. I got a lot of people who have been in the queue, you know, um, there's other people who want to come back on again and start talking this shit. So anyways, yes, listen, let's talk. Okay. Like I said, let's have this chat. Okay. Yes, I'm tired. Yeah. You could hear it in my voice. 
Okay, not because I walked 11 miles at Six Flags Magic Mountain this weekend or from watching those fucky-ass shitty Dodger games. But yeah, you know, add that and my normal shit that I do during the week to that Seahawks game last night. And yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm I'm beat to shit. But we're going to get into the games later. We're going to get into sports talk later. As much as I want to right now because it's fucking fresh in my mind. And I was going to record last night. Want to know why? Because I was so fucking furious. I felt like that emotion would, you know what I mean? But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to sound way too bummed out. Not that I don't already sound like I rant on this show. But I was like, nah, man. We'll get to that later. And, you know... The emotion's still there. It's, it's it's a lot to talk about. But I want to talk about right now some real life shit. It could apply to business, I guess, too, in a certain way. But I want to talk about how little my real circle is. Okay, I, I have like a, a fucking square. I don't even have a circle, right? And it's cool. Some people, I see them, groups of people that sit and talk and boom. That's cool. My wife used to have a, you know, like... Too big of a circle, but six, seven for girlfriends and stuff. And they're still really cool, whatever. I just, you know, at this point in my life, I just have few friends. Two of my best friends my entire life have passed away. Uh, it's been 10 years since Jonas has died. By the way, his fucking birthday's coming up. I just thought about that right fucking now. It's crazy. Didn't even fucking think about that till right now. Shit, today's the 18th. His birthday is on Saturday, the 23rd. But yeah, um, Q's birthday is two weeks after that, or one week after that. So fucking random. I just thought about that right now. But you know, Q's anniversary to his death is five years from now. So I just have a lot of acquaintances. You know, just because I do business with you doesn't mean that we're cool like that, where you're coming to the crib to hang out with the kids. But if we do do business, if you are an employee of mine, if we work together, Chances are we're probably going to talk more. So, you know, you're still going to get a real side of me. Um, whether it be friendship or anything, you know, some people split it up and they uh, they separate how they feel, business and pleasure. And that's definitely true with me. But I'm professional in both ways. You know, I, I've learned how to, to uh, not necessarily differentiate my personal relationships, my business relationships. I just feel like if I'm cool with you, I'm cool with you. You know, if we make some money together, cool. Is it a one-time transaction? Is it a future? Keep everything kind of, you know, at certain levels. But it just to get to the level playing field, there has to be a, a decent amount of respect. But first off, look, it is hard to find friends. With the billions of people that exist in this world, it's hard. Now, I can bullshit and make some friends. No problem. It's easy. But I don't force friendships, you know, for the simple fact that there are so many people in the world. I feel like I have options, but I'm not looking for any friends. I'm not looking to make any new friends. If it happens, it happens. Cool. You know, I see people that date people that their friends used to date before. And I always think that that's weird. Um, I've seen it with my wife's friends and some of my homies and like, yo, this per you see it with celebrities because, you know, oh, the circles are small. That's true. And the world is a small place once you become popular. You know a lot of people. But at the same time, you can make that conscious decision to say no at that point. Especially on that part. 
you know, I don't know what it is for women, whatever, but I'm just saying, speaking on a guy, does it make your dick hard? Does it stimulate your brain? Is something cool. But, you know, that's an opportunity I feel like you can pass up on. If some girl dated one of my homeboys, I know I'm kind of cool. They dated like, you know, two or three of his girlfriends ago, whatever. I just, why? Like, now it's different. If I was a lot younger and there was like a quiet, like down low smash session going and we don't give a fuck and no one's going to know about it, different story. But to like catch feelings and everything else, like, nah, bro, like, it's just weird. You know, it is weird. And if someone brings bad vibes to a person I'm friends with, I don't want that toxic energy around me. I don't want it to come in between us unless I was the person, you know, that was friends with that person. And then one of my friends decided to become friends with that person. I'd at least address it out in the open so that there was no fuckery and no misunderstanding later, you know? But like, if someone's kind of dating somebody, you know, and then one of your homies, like a real homie of yours is hanging out with that person and you're like, yo, no, nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I introduced you to this person. I used to date them. I'm not really cool with you hanging out with them. We're like, but how about this? I just don't want to see them. So like, why? And then you're just like, fuck that. I want to be, you know, I, I like this person. But, but like, come on, man. There's like, it, it, there's so many things to do in, in life. Like, I, I don't know. Some people maybe just have a hard time being friends. Maybe you found compatibility with them. It's just weird. Okay. And there are so many people in the world. Now, finding a person who really organically aligns with you, that's not easy. I understand that. Right? And it is hard to find that true friendship amongst somebody. So if you click with somebody, that's already like, but that shouldn't be a reason to bring somebody weird into your circle. Now, I said all that shit right there just to say this one thing right now, okay? It just Like I said, but guys, we're having a chat. We're talking, okay? We're just chatting. But when you get older in life, when you even hit 25, when you hit 30, you know more about what you want. You're going to know, you know what? I don't like mustard on my sandwich. I don't like sriracha. I don't like pickles. I don't like grapes. Whatever the fuck it is, you know that. You've given it a couple tries at this point, you know, whatever. You're just like, no, that's not what I want. You're going to make better decisions for yourself, hopefully, whether it comes to food, you know, business, relationships. Some people, they repeat things. They have big hearts, whatever. But I'm just saying you make better decisions. When you make better decisions, what, you know what that means? That means you cut the bullshit out. And when you cut the bullshit out, what happens? You save more time. Therefore, what I was trying to say here, very simply, but I wanted you guys to understand the entire fucking backstory, blueprint, you know, scenarios, everything, is that I've only known Miles and Jordan for less than three years. But Miles Davis and Jordan Winter, yes, the Dust Brothers, are two of the best fucking guys in the world. And I mean it. You know how hard it is for me to say that? about someone who fucking loves the 49ers and the SF Giants. You know how hard it must be for him to edit this show sometimes when I'm talking shit about his favorite team? For him to fucking put that bias against, you know, everything he believes in. But I'm talking about, I don't have a lot of time to do extracurricular shit. If I can, and there's an opportunity, 
at any time I can't, I would fucking have the Dust Brothers over. We chill in the man cave. We have our little Mendocino farm sandwiches that we buy, you know, our McDonald's fries. We go to sports, everything. I just fuck with it. Those guys are just great fucking people. If you ever get to meet Miles or Jordan from the Dust Brothers, and hopefully when we do live podcast shows, you will meet them. They are fucking great people. They're literally just some of the best guys I've known. And when you meet so many people like I do in my lifetime, you cherish meeting someone that fucking good like those two dudes. And the fact that I get to do a show and they produce it, it just makes it even better. Okay. That was that bit right there. (laughs) All right, guys. So remember that meme of me just barely a couple weeks ago? DJ Homicide sent me a meme. People like, you made yourself. Yeah, fucking so fucking stupid. If you, just the fact that you would think, like, you don't think (laughs) the same fucking person that would make that meme is the same fucking person that I would have a fucking, a burner account and comment on their own page. That'd be the same person that owns a Ferrari or something and posts it in different angles 15 fucking times a week or a month or whatever. Do you see, I don't even post the shit that I own. Like, like you think I would fucking do some shit that's just corny. But DJ Homicide sent me that meme of me from Squid Game side by side with Gion, right? It was funny. It got thousands of comments. Got like fucking almost 80,000 likes. It went semi-viral. So, believe it or not, guys, from that post, that fucking Instagram post, and I posted on Twitter too, I guess the right people saw it because Netflix, no joke, contacted my manager. And now I'm doing the official licensed Netflix Squid Game tracksuit collaboration campaign, which is made by someone actually, no, made by uh, Emotionally Unavailable. They're a streetwear brand, you know, affiliated with some big people who have been, you know, work with fucking everyone from Travis Scott to Kanye to you name it, Kobe Bryant, all that stuff. But it's crazy. That it's an official Netflix merchandise. It's legit. It's really the fruit. It's the first real Squid Game like merch they're doing. And I'm the only fucking person they hired to take pictures in it, like the model. Like, I'm kind of I feel weird about it, but that's crazy. It made me some money. It's cool. It's a great fucking show. If you haven't seen that fucking show, Jesus Christ, like you should definitely, definitely, definitely watch that fucking show. It is fucking great. In other news. My kids are fully back in school, as I've said before. But this week, a little difficult. Someone in London's class got COVID, right? London is in the third grade. Okay, you guys, I don't think I need to break it down. You know London's situation. You know he has respiratory illness. So the crazy part is, it wasn't just a classmate of his. It was a classmate who sat directly next to him. So just fucking crazy. Kept London home all week this week um, from school. He had to take three different COVID tests. And um, what's crazy is one of his classmates' mom got COVID-19 pretty recently, a couple months ago. Now, what's crazy is she just passed away this past week for uh, privacy reasons. I won't say her name, but rest in peace. 
she uh, was not my favorite person in the world. I have to be honest with you. Her son was bullying my son and it all made sense what was going on. And that's why I put that context out there, even though it wasn't the most positive uh, respect for the dead, but I'm saying that's what I put the context for. I was like, yo, this kid must be going through shit. His dad is alive, but they're going through a divorce too. So it's just crazy stuff. So anyways, the reason why I'm bringing this up is she went to Miami on a trip. She's not like some party girl or nothing. In fact, this lady was a police officer. So she retired from the, the um, I don't know what police department she worked in, somewhere I assume in Southern California. But she went to Miami. I don't think she went clubbing or anything. And she got COVID. She thought she got better, whatever. And then she went back. And she's, for the most part, I'm sorry, I don't think she actually left the hospital, but she was showing promise. And then she got sicker and they came back, boom, she got on a ventilator. And then, yeah, she passed away this week. Now, the crazy part is the time that she was in Miami was the exact time that Nicolette, my wife, had a girl's trip planned to Miami. I think I'm going to mention on the show. She canceled that trip. My wife is smart. She buys insurance, like, you know, refundable air tickets and all that other shit and everything. So she canceled the trip. Happened to be in the same week that my wife was going there. And this is when fucking COVID is surging. People are like, oh, look at uh, COVID cases are down 40% in Florida. No, you stupid motherfuckers. They don't count dead bodies when it comes. Are you fucking, are you, <laughs> do you know how bad coronavirus is in the state of Florida still? And how many fucking dead? You guys lead it uh, everywhere, period. Shut the fuck up. Now, anyways, I talk about this because I drop off the kids, wake up at 6, 6.30. I'm kind of still getting it together. 7.30, I'm um, grabbing the stuff from my wife. My wife is upstairs, you know, packing the fucking lunch, making their breakfast, getting their outfits ready, doing all three of their hair, getting them dressed, and then at 7.30, I take them to school, right? Drop them off. They got to go to this little routine, wash their hands, all that stuff. Mondays, they get tested. So this morning, they're gonna get, they get their COVID tests and stuff. So what I'm getting at, again, too, is they're back in school, right? London was out for a week. He has a, a negative COVID test. We um, went to uh, Magic Mountain this weekend. I'll get into that later. But uh, this may sound small to you guys. But it's not small to me. In fact, it's major for me. I've discussed London's diet, Ryder's diet, their allergies, reason why London has all these other issues with health and stuff is because the allergies are so bad. So for the first five years of London's life, he ate probably four things in the world. Now, I'll list a couple of them, right? I'll say there's spaghetti, there's any sort of chicken tender, but it had to be a certain kind. Um, and then there's this meat and rice dish that my mother-in-law makes, right? And then there's something else I'm just saying. So four things. And, oh, I'm sorry. He had pancakes in the morning, okay? Four things, five years. That's lunch and dinner, breakfast. And then the two meals, there's two different meals pretty much he had for lunch and dinner, 365 days a year, Right? because of how strict his fucking diet was. To this day, two of those meals or three of those meals are still in the rotation. Now he's added another three items mainly and he's at least open to eating some things. He had a quesadilla last week for the first time. He eats more snacks now and such. They still don't do anything except water and, uh, well, 
London is only water and milk. That's it. He will not drink no juice, nothing. At least Ryder drinks fucking juice. But what Ryder don't do is Ryder's seven years old now, and he only eats four things 365 days a year, and it's only chicken, okay? It's only that rice dish, and he don't fucking eat anything else. But he'll have his little candy, he'll have apple juice, but it's fucked up how difficult it is. It cripples us sometimes where we go to eat for dinner and everything else because that's why Cheesecake Factory is their favorite spot because they love eating bread and simple shit, but it's like impossible. So Kaya is allergic to a few things, but she is the only kid and the first kid in my tribe to finally eat lunch at school. And she loves it. And why am I bringing this up? Because I want to and it's my podcast, right? I'm just so fucking relieved that she can have food at school and she's like daddy i want hot lunch mommy i want hot lunch and my wife you know my wife is making her her lunch and doing things whatever and she's she's on open mind she eats tacos she eats burgers all that stuff stuff she tells me you know daddy i had a meatball sandwich last week and i loved it, it was so yummy and then i had chicken teriyaki and i had this and that and i love hot lunch and every day she tells me what she's gonna you know depending on what the items are you know three or four times maybe five times no, she hasn't had five times but she started but she loves hot lunch. And this week, they got Korean barbecue. So I'm like, the fuck? I'm about to go fuck around and have lunch at, at my kid's school, right? But you know what? When you pay that much money in tuition, they better have fucking decent food. And we still got to pay for the food. How about that? Now, I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I love school lunch. Even when I was going to hood schools. Okay. So anyways, that was just a big deal for me. Now, on to some fun shit. Um... As you know, my Topps Chrome dropped on Wednesday to the public. On Tuesday, it was available to the Montgomery, uh, the fuck the club was called, whatever the fuck, but Montgomery Club, it's an exclusive little Topps Club. And it has been over a year since my Topps Chrome 2020 dropped. And now my 2021 has dropped. It's sold out in three hours. People are like, oh, why did it sit and whatever? And you know what? This is the funny thing. We did a raffle last time, one per person, and it took all fucking day and tops did it. Guess what? It was it was not available really. You had to fill out this form, do all this shit. I didn't want to do all that. I was like, fuck it. Just put it out. Now, the thing is, not everyone that fucking follows me is into the hobby. You know, I just wanted to put it out. And I was like, cool, there it is. I didn't know what time it was coming out, didn't know shit. The site wasn't working. It was fucked up. I crashed some shit here and there. There was some weird things going on. Always weird stuff. They really do try to fight as hard as they can to make sure bots don't go. The thing is, Sapphire and other Chrome, shit sat for over a day and everything else. So like people, hey, how come I can buy this? I'm like, shut the fuck up. A lot of people knew about it, but a lot more didn't know about it. So once the actual email was sent out to the mailing list of tops, it was gone. And they waited two and a half hours to send the email. Now, real information. My Topps Banbala Chrome is still the rarest baseball chrome set that Topps has and has ever put out. Now, my print run, I can't tell you exactly what it is, how many boxes are produced, because part of my contract is I had to kind of keep that part, you know, to myself. But I will say this, it is much more rare than Sapphire Chrome. And the quality is just fucking amazing. And anyways, we barely did a little more than last year's. And if you live in the LA area, 
well, it's hard to say because I don't know. Is that really? A, I guess it is. Um, sports source two, sports source the number two in Studio City, California, has boxes for sale. They have packs and they have boxes. I don't know what the fucking uh, the boxes are going for. Um, they're going for over retail, obviously. You know, the retail price was two forty. After shipping and everything else, it was like fucking. It could be anywhere from two fifty to two eighty, whatever the fuck it is. Look. I'm going to do some signed packs and boxes soon. I hate Shopify. That's why I'm putting anything up on bbdtc.com. It's kind of driving me crazy. I want to kind of redo it, probably go to PayPal or something. It's just a lot easier that way. But I will have some signed packs, signed boxes, other stuff. But right now, currently, as we speak, I have some auctions up on eBay. Some are ending tonight. I think one X is, I have the full completed set that I signed is going to be um, ending tomorrow. I'm going to be putting some more shit up on eBay as well. And some cool random little things here and there, some hits that I got. But my username on eBay is BBDTC42. All right. I hate shipping shit. And now Sean nodded in the picture, and I still haven't finished. I had like three assistants who are up for the job, and each one are probably month in background checks, security protocol, all that stuff. It's crazy. But I hate shipping shit. It is fucking it's just a nightmare so one thing that um my tops 2021 chrome has brought back in my life is ripping packs is so fucking fun it is so fucking addicting it has brought a lot of joy in my house you know in my life now i bet on myself i bought over a hundred boxes of my chrome it was part of my deal it was in my contract my agent actually put it in the contract that I should be able to buy that at a very small discount. And I loved it. Guess what? I'll sit on that shit. I don't give a fuck. It is amazing. It, it just, that feeling of pulling parallels, refractors, and, you know, by the way, so I, this year is a 1986 Tops Chrome, uh, my insert did 86 with the diamond, you know, there's, there's refractors in there. I got gold, you know, blue, red, well, I'm sorry, rose gold, pink. There's 101 Super Factors. This is crazy shit. I pulled a 101 Super Factor for the first time ever. I was fucking geeked. And then I pulled my first auto ever. So shit is, is crazy. By the way, I'm going to be doing a live box break tomorrow at Burbank Sports Cards. It's going to be in the morning, so stay tuned to my Instagram or theirs. It could be the afternoon. I'm not exactly sure, but it's going to be kind of dope. Um, I do know that this year's Tops rookie class isn't what last year's was. I know there's no Bo Bichette and there's no fucking um, Luis Robert and all that stuff. And I hear the complaints, but that's the hobby. The hobby is nothing but doubters, complainers, always complaining about some penny any shit. Like really cheap as fuck, just tripping on you in there. And that's why there's like there's nouveau dudes in the hobby that are crypto collectors that are that are rich, that have money. So it's like they're not tripping. But then the OG hobby dudes, that's what they are. They're a mob of angry, bitter old men. Like Midwest, Southern dude, you know, just we'll get in that second. The quality of this year's Chrome 2021 is insane. There is not a card out there that I could think of that is this top notch. Like, like maybe, I'm sorry, select is maybe, right? Or um, the fuck is the national treasures, you know what I'm saying? I'm very proud. Bottom line is I'm very proud of how this year's Chrome turned out. 
It is really all that. Pictures are in 8K, not high doge finition, but definitely 8K high definition. Pictures are fucking crazy. My Chrome is popping right now. Fools are popping a lot of color and refractors. I'm seeing shit. People are tagging me. I'm checking the hashtags because I'm excited, right? Shit just dropped less than a week ago, okay? I've been getting some nice hits, but you know what? My car broker, Michael Gunsberg, this cocksucker bought two boxes at Sports Source. Okay, he bought two boxes at Sports Horse and got three gold refractors, two fucking autos. He made over $1,600 in selling that shit already, so he got way more than his investment. So, look, guys, if you want to go get some boxes, like I said, you know, go on eBay, whatever. Um, the average price on eBay before shipping is like around $350, $375, which is not bad. I know last year's was probably like around $450, $500 off the jump. Kind of went up to $700. At one point, it peaked at $1,100. We'll see what's in these boxes. There's a lot of shit to rip still, okay? But if you're in stores, you're probably going to pay around $400 or $450 at a retail store, at a local card shop. Packs of my Ben Baller Chrome are probably $20 to $25 a pack. And remember, there is not a lot of this around, Right? You're not going to see it that much. Right? But people are still people are still breaking open boxes of last year's Chrome. But it's getting more scarce. And once my 2022 Chrome comes out, I bet very few boxes will exist of my 2020. Because I really wish I kept more of that 2020, but it was gone so fast. I kept one box for each of my kids. And that was it. So I have to put this in perspective. I'm an Asian dude who left the hobby for 20 years because I was doing other things. Came back via fluke through my agent, jumped into Project 2020, and then got my own Chrome. Now, for those of you familiar with Topps Chrome, for those of you even in the hobby, these are facts here. There is no other person in the entire world. In fact, Unless you're a pro sports organization, whether it be F1, hockey, uh, there's Star Wars, Chrome, but as far as baseball, basketball, there is no other person in the world that has their own Chrome set. So I'm very honored. I'm very grateful. I don't throw it in anybody's face. I'm just bringing this out here, telling you guys what the facts are. It's not bragging if you're telling the truth, just saying what I'm saying. So with that comes a lot of hate. So with the hate, let's get back to the hobby. Like, again, I'm being brutally honest. I am telling you what information is being told to me from writers in the hobby, from writers from Beckett to, you know, um, any other grading services, from Tops, things like that, from Panini, you name it. They tell me shit about my performance so far with all my products and everything that's happened since I came in the hobby, okay? And they have said this, Ben, you have brought more people to the hobby who have never been a part of anything to do with the hobby than anyone we've ever heard of or known in this last year. That's what was told to me by an executive in the sports card business. Now, another stat I didn't know. 75% or more of my Project 2020 runs and Project 70 sales were from people 
not even in the general hobby. They were outside. 75% or more were from the outside of the hobby, meaning the hobby kind of fuckled me, but like, eh, you know, they're fickle. That's what they are. But my fan base came through. Maybe it was a BTB army. Maybe it was something else, but they pulled up and supported your boy. Now, a year ago or so, I mentioned how, you know, it was election year. It was all this shit going on. There's a pandemic. I mentioned how I hated Trump. It's nothing new. I've been saying that shit for years. But the hobby comes in. Some, some people from the hobby, their eyes come on me. Boom, they see that. I said some shit about the police. That's nothing new. You guys, don't, I don't like police. Haven't liked them when I was a little kid. Don't like them now. And this was during the George Floyd death and the rioting. Okay. When I said fuck the police. That shit triggered a lot of white trash. People who serve this country, you know, in the army and everything else, don't know how the correlation between the army and that with the, the military and police. It's two different things. Totally. But it triggered a lot of white trash, tiki torch carrying dudes in the hobby. And guys, let me tell you something. There is a shit ton of those types of people in the hobby. I mean... Baseball is America's pastime. So yeah, you know, even though there's a bunch of fucking Cubans, Dominicans and things like that that play the game. Look, when I notice and check, you know, I get Google alerts, check my Ben Baller name, the hashtag, whatever. When I notice all the hate that's going on and people talk shit, man, fuck, oh, the fuck would I support this guy? I would never buy that shit. This looks like trash, blah, 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 and this and that, whatever. Look, man, I'm doing this shit, you know, Designing my little things, making the aesthetic match up. But when I look at all the hate that's come my way in regards to anything in the hobby or baseball cards or sport cards in general, 99.99% it is white people. It is a white dude, most likely conservative as fuck, probably hangs a Confederate flag outside their house. And I'm not anti-white at all whatsoever. Right? Just letting you know. It's probably a dude hanging a fucking Trump 2020, 2024 flag, make America great again flag. You know what? Speaking of flags, it's funny. There's been a trend on social media with red flags and dating, right? Like if the girl has, you know, an NBA player socks in her, in her closet, you know, red flag, red flag, red flag. I know it's bullshit, but it's now it's not about dating so much as red flags in general. Okay. When you hear somebody say, I'm the last person in the world who's going to be racist, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> Probably fucking racist, okay? But it's always funny. It's like Dave Chappelle said in his special, there's a script that they go by and it's repeated. You could just tell none of these people have ever met me in person. It's nothing ever concrete. You know, it's just the same little script that they run off of why they don't like me in hobby. Now, if someone said that I didn't know was on Twitter and it was, they were there somewhat known, let's say it was fucking Joe Rogan, it could be anybody. And they're like, I hate Korean people. Or I was like, I hate people who make jewelry. I hate jewelry. Jewelry's so stupid. It's a waste of time. And they said that all that was their narrative. That's all they did. I, I wouldn't give a fuck. I might talk some shit here and there, whatever, but there would be nothing that was like legit. Like, I wouldn't hate that person. You want to know why? How could you hate somebody you never met? Okay. Yeah, I hated Johnny from Karate Kid, okay? But not really. Sports teams don't count, you know? Like, 
people say like, oh, what about LeBron? I met LeBron like 15 times, 20 times. I'm actually talking about people, real people, normal people who interact on Twitter and on social media. So let's say someone says, you talk so much shit about Trump and like I said, talk so much shit about LeBron, right? I've spent at least an hour total in time around Trump over the last 20 years. I've met him like three times. One time was during the most legendary, funny as hell moment when, what did fucking, what, uh, was it was it Jimmy Kimmel or was it fucking Jimmy Fallon? I forgot, I was one of those two, but there was a legendary pick of Taco from Odd Future during the Odd Future era and Tyler is in the background with his shirt off. This is broke, early, pre-goblin Tyler or somewhere around there. It was just funny as fuck. Now look, Donald Trump's son dates my friend. They have been dating for a while. I've talked about it here. I've said some shit about Conor McGregor. I've met him several times. I've met the Paul brothers, even though I never say anything. I'm just saying I've met Jake and Logan. What I'm getting at is when you meet somebody after two or three times in real life, have a little bit of conversation, maybe see them interact here and there, you can at least have a decent, fair opinion about somebody when you sit and chill with them in person. Before making a decision or before passing any type of judgment about someone. You can judge somebody for their talents, right? A basketball player misses a shot, whatever. But you can't judge somebody's overall personality just off social media or, you know, like stupid as fuck. Even off a video of them doing something douchey, you don't fucking know what the fuck. But, oh, well, just the fact, shut the fuck up. Some people say, oh, you know what? Real Asians don't do this. Real don't do that. Shut the, you know what? Real, real people do what the fuck they want to do. I've seen people do all kinds of shit, Okay. You can't judge them off that unless you see somebody in a video beating up a dog, homeless person, some old person for no reason. Then, yeah, you can, you can pass some judgment. I'm talking about let's be fucking real, all right? Being truthful should never be looked at as negative, okay? And the hate against me, it never bothered me. Spoke about it. It's the delusional people that irritate me because they don't know me. It's a different thing. And politics is a whole different conversation. I said, don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics, and we'll be good, right? Because you know what politics is? Politics ends up being when it comes to, to the police or the police, the presidency and the laws and all this other shit. It usually ends up being two shitty options, left, right. So that's in the middle, right? You pick the least shittier option, the scary part recently is just how hard racist white folks root for Trump or any white supremacist that's running for office. And that is what was much more evident in the last four or five years. You really saw how divided the country was. Okay. The low IQ people, they hurt my head, you know, but the conspiracy theorists, they're the ones who really drive me bat shit crazy. Zero common sense talking about Oh, Tom Hanks and Oprah Winfrey, they're hiding underage kids in the basement of their homes and they're sex trafficking. Really, bro? R really, bro? Pizzagate? Like, oh yeah, wait five years and 10 years to come. Motherfucker ain't coming out. One time, I decided to troll somebody because I was at the airport. I had a lot of time. It's fun for me sometimes. I said, okay, you know what? 
talking about this dude who was saying that these celebrities were hiding kids in their basement and having sex with them. And I said, I know that person. That person ain't doing that shit. How do you know? Are you with that person all the time? And I said, you know what? How do you know your mom is not a sex trafficker? Are you with her 24-7? And the dude actually replied, oh, I see what you mean. I mean, I'm not with her 24 hours a day. So technically, yes, I have known her all my life and she would never do something like that. But I can't be 100% sure. Like, dude, please go back to having threesomes with your sister and your auntie and then kiss a moving train, please. But yeah, on that note, look, let's get into some commercials, some more Lakey Beats. Uh, We'll be back with more BTB in a little. Uh, Miles, Mr. Miles, sir, please, sir, you already know. Thank you. Yes. Guys, that is my boy at Lakey Inspired on Instagram and on SoundCloud. We'll be right back. A few episodes, I asked you guys all for podcast recommendations. And now I've got a podcast recommendation for you all. From Wondery, American Scandal is a podcast that takes you deep into the heart of America's dark side to look at what drives cutthroat competitors to succeed at any cost, whether legal or not. The new season, LA Steals Its Water, tells the infamous story of how Los Angeles stole its water supply from California's Owens Valley and ignited a war between the local farmers and the LA Big Shots. It's a battle that turned ugly and deadly. William Mulholland, superintendent of LA's water department and Fred Eaton, LA's mayor, set about on an ethically questionable task they started buying up land from farmers in Owens Valley, not telling them that they'd use that land to build an aqueduct and redirect their water down to Los Angeles. Mulholland and Eaton knew that for LA to prosper, it would need more water. And the only way they could get it was to steal it. And in doing so, it ignited a war between farmers and the big shots in LA. A war that ended in lives lost and grudges that last till this day. This is exactly the type of podcast that speaks to me when I'm driving around my city, the City of Angels. Listen to American Scandal on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen one week early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Check it out. This podcast is brought to you by Vitamin Water. Vitamin Water drinks are a simple way to get nutrition from vitamins, electrolytes, and any other additional ingredients, all with a great taste. Vitamin Water has an entire rainbow of flavors. Any type of refreshing beverage you're looking for, Vitamin Water has it. I rock with the watermelon peach flavored with 5G of fiber that aids in digestion to help support gut health which I need. Vitamin Water Look, Vitamin Water Zero, Vitamin Water Zero Shine, 
strawberry lemonade flavor with biotin, vitamin A, and 200% more vitamin C to help support hair and skin health. Vitamin Water Power C Dragon Fruit Flavored is filled with vitamin C and zinc to support normal immune function. Vitamin Water is the official beverage of Behind the Baller Podcast. Grab yourself a bottle or a case today. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. An average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or even real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day. All of that just for $99 a month. Month-to-month, no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash baller right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash baller. Spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash baller. Yo, yo, we're back. And guys, again, we're just having a conversation. We're just sitting and talking, whether you're in your car, using your AirPods, you're at the gym, maybe you're at the house. I don't know how you listen to BTB. Most people I know, they vibe to it to the car. So, yo, we're just having a chat. You're having a chat with Uncle Ben. And um, I, I got to tell you, this week, there wasn't that much to watch. I rewatched the Dave Chappelle special, The, the Closer. So much controversy about it. Sorry. He broke that shit down so insanely, incredibly well that I just really had watched again. And I thought about it. Me being such an insane lover of stand-up comedy. You know, I haven't got to watch a lot of these new guys. My boy Hassan Minaj, he personally invited me out this weekend. But we were supposed to go on an RV trip. We didn't. We ended up going to Magic Mountain. I'll get into that in a little bit too. But... You know, I'm just finishing up things. I'm still working on a new Captain Morgan chain. I got this thing with cause I'm doing. I have all this other shit. And then, I, you know, I'm like, two new strains with Ben Ball did the strain. And just a lot going on. So at nighttime, after I put Ryder to sleep, and I put, you know, my wife puts uh, Kai to sleep. I put Ryder to sleep. London sleeps on his own. He's good. So, you know, um, you know, I watched my normal Law & Order, which is getting really good. It's starting to kind of really be more in tune with with real life and, and current activity and current events. But this week's BMF just fucking, just fucking sucked, man. I don't know, man. I, I feel like the last two episodes are just really building up the fact that there's going to be a re- revenge plot. And of course, this is based on a true story about Meech from BMF. 
But I'm not really convinced so much that his son is really a great actor. And um, it, it just, I don't know. So that just kind of, I don't know, just took me off guard. Is there anything else? I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've watched. Nothing really. Um, so yeah, instead of the RV trip, which we're doing this week, and we're going to go to this random ass place in fucking, uh, I don't know, by Joshua Tree or some shit. And I got a lot of shit going on this week. Again, um, I got the fucking shoot the fucking Squid Games campaign later today. All this shit going on. But we went to Magic Mountain. Bought that season pass, right? Decided to buy the Flash Pass. There's three tiers. Platinum, gold, and bronze. And I said, you know what? It's crowded here. There's Fright Night Fest, blah, blah, whatever. They're back to having full staff. Uh, it was crowded. It was a beautiful day. 84 degrees, whenever we got through when the park opened up. By the way, now Magic Mountain is requiring you to be fully vaccinated, meaning both shots, or provide a COVID test. They're taking tests right there at the park, which is fucking crazy. So at least, you know, that feels pretty good. But got there, walked the most I've ever fucking walked at a fucking amusement park in a long time. Wore my Air Max 270s. Thank you to Elijah and Chew Palace. Best, most comfortable shoes. And the thing is, I was wearing a, a pair of invisible socks and they weren't covering the right way and there's whatever. But I got a fucking blister on the back of my heel that is so fucked up. I've never had a blister. I've had blisters on my foot here and there, but I never had one like this where there's water in it. It's all gushy. It's, I'm going to look at it in a little bit. But we went on all the rides. Bought the gold level fast pass. Didn't want to buy the platinum. It wasn't being cheap. I was like, look, don't need to. I can't go on the crazy rides that we're going on anyway. So I bought four. Right? It's 500 bucks. And I'm going to be honest with you, it was expensive. Was it worth it? I think so. But now, for someone who doesn't have the money, I don't know. That's a tough one. Right? The parking was free. Food is expensive there. It is what it is. But we really did the park full fledged this time. And I have to tell you, I did not think that Twisted Colossus, Batman, uh, Riddler's Revenge, I didn't think these rides were going to fuck me up like that. We're on Apocalypse. Listen, this shit fucked me up. It gave me irregular heartbeat. It was, I've been in my car. I have been in a car where I was scared. And we're driving in traffic on the fucking public freeway, doing 160, 170, like, oh shit, oh shit. Even that was way less scarier than these rides. Now, you know, when you get older, the feeling of vertigo happens a lot easier. So you get that weird banged around fucking head all dizzy and shit. Can't do that. I'm almost fucking 50. And London went on all that shit. My wife went on it. She was cool. But she, after a certain point, she texted me. She's like, yo, I'm fucking done. Uh, it's a wrap. And I was like, all right. It is what it is. Fuck it. I was so fucking exhausted and so beat up by five or six o'clock. We got there at like 10 a.m., we were there for fucking seven fucking hours. I was destroyed. And it was hot. And it was just fucking didn't give a fuck. I don't know how much we fucking spent that day. But just saying, that season pass, unfucking believable. 20 fucking dollars. That's just, ugh, it's incredible. What I regret is I wish I bought fast the flash pass the first time we went there. Because then it would have been free by now. After the third visit, because like, you know, 150 each ticket, it had been free at this point because it's kind of expensive. But we got till January. I'm sure we're going to go to Magic Mountain a few more times. Uh, I'm going to check out Fright Fest. I'm going to try to check out Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. I'm going to try to do all that shit. I just want my kids to have a lot of fun. 
you know, they're having a tough time at school. Ryder has a teacher that's a complete bitch. And uh, I'm saying that with truthful, like, like there's complaints all through the fucking parent um, chats and stuff on WhatsApp and everything. And just, so I feel bad, you know, they're going through that. Ryder's going through that. I don't want to go to school on Monday. And I'm just like, fuck, man, it's a battle every time. Now, talk about social media a lot. Twitter is my favorite social media app. I go on there a lot. I talk my shit on there. If you didn't know, guys, tweets don't stay up more than 48 hours. If it's something very like relevant, stay up for maybe a week and they could delete a letter. If it's a page thing, it might stay up for 30, 60 days. But tweets don't really stay forever unless it's like something that really, really sticks with me. You know? Um, and that started when I had my TV show and my agent deleted 30. 3,000 tweets. And you know, you see people getting Kevin Hart's old shit where he said like the F word, homophobic slurs, whatever, boom. Different times right now. And it's just a lot of weird shit. This cancel culture shit. So they're providing, you know, they were trying to prevent all that happening with me, which is cool and I get it. But what's driving me crazy right now is to this day, yesterday, all week, everything, there's two things that I see on my timeline on Twitter. There's vaccines and NFTs, and I am so fucking sick of seeing either one. I don't give a fuck if you're vaccinated. I don't give a fuck about your NFTs. Now, you can't enter my house if you're not fully vaccinated, and that's because of the situation with my son or whatever else, but you're still talking about vaccines. I'm not, okay? What's crazy is people don't get this shit still. There were vaccine mandates over a hundred years ago. This ain't new. There were vaccine passports to go eat outside at restaurants way before my parents were even born. Okay? My dad's fucking 85. Every single person in the USA who went to elementary school listening to this fucking podcast, you have to be vaccinated, meaning you are already been, you've been vaccinated. Right, there's been a couple of religious exempts, but very rare. And usually, usually in the state of like Texas or Florida, look at ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people who went to school here have been vaccinated. So I don't know what the fucking big deal is. To get a green card and live in the USA, you must be vaccinated. What the fuck is this bogus narrative? It's just fucking stupid as fuck. Still hear people saying shit about conspiracies. Everything's a fucking conspiracy. No, it isn't. UFOs to me are not a conspiracy. I think that's, you know, they're here. Okay. Who shot Kennedy? Yeah. I mean, you know, why is the government hired into information? It was classified for 50, 75 years. And it's never going to come out or maybe they open it and it's not there anymore. But no, no shit. Okay. Jeffrey Epstein killing himself. Not a conspiracy. Okay. The shit I said before about Oprah Winfrey and all that bullshit, that's conspiracy bullshit. 9-11 stuff, some conspiracy. So disrespectful to the people that lost their lives, right? But when you start talking about shit like, oh, it was created in a lab in Wuhan and it was, you know, the, it was Russian fucking, you know, intelligence or whatever the fuck, I don't know, Russian fucking people created or where the fuck it is Chinese people created. Guess what? It's real believable that it was created in a Wuhan lab on purpose. I, I could believe that. Okay, cool. Now what? There's still a fucking virus out there. You're going to focus on why the fuck it was created or are you going to focus how to stop it? They'll be like, well, you need to find out what happened. Yeah, I get it. We need to stop this shit first. 
And that's what the vaccines have been doing, right? This is what pains my head. It's the people that say shit like that and then also say, oh, the virus is fake. No, there's very much a deadly virus that has been passed around the country. The thing is this, they say, oh, you know, it's all the government. And they don't think, they only think about America. They don't think about anything, or they think about America, Russia, and China. You're not thinking about the 250 plus countries in the world who are fucking, some of these countries are enemies. They hate each other. They're, they're pretty much almost at war with each other. You think that these all these countries, are, their governments are aligned with each other to lie to people? You know how fucking stupid that sounds? Could you imagine like people who hate each other and be like, yo, man, we're going to fucking agree on this one though because we can take over and, you know, um, put chips in people's butt. No, shut the fuck up, man. Everything is not a fucking conspiracy. It's just the whole Kyrie Irving shit that happened this last week. And he went to the Instagram Live, said this stuff. He tries to sound like he's so fucking smart, but he ain't saying shit. That motherfucker's like, yo, what's two plus two times eight times 17? Times 1,042 divided by 16, square root of one, times 54, times zero, pretty much. Because at the end of it, it means fucking nothing, zero. Anything times zero is zero, right? In his IG story or his IG live, he mentioned how he's fighting for people that are losing their jobs over this. But he failed to mention all the nurses and doctors that are working and fighting to save lives every day and fighting, you know, risking their own lives every day due to the fact that a high majority, meaning over 80% of the hospitalizations that are going on right now across the country are those of people who are not vaccinated. Yeah, Kyrie, talking about people losing their jobs. How about the people out there that are saving lives because they're fighting against the shit? Even after all the bullshit Ever since the fucking, since the vaccine has been available, it's like 95% of the deaths from COVID have been of people who are not vaccinated. That is a fucking super high percentage. Could you imagine if you made 95% of your free throws and you try to talk about the 5% of the other shit? Like, nah, man, I'm a good free throw shooter. Oh, you are? You only make 5%. The problem is science is not an opinion. You have to back up your work with science. Not only that, people who don't like you, maybe they do like you, aka your peers, fellow scientists and doctors, it will be reviewed by them. Speaking of which, I've never seen so many fake fucking doctors in the world. This is like crazy. I'm seeing actual people who are faking that they are medical doctors on Twitter, on Instagram, wearing doctor's uniforms. Oh, we're the fucking frontline doctors fighting for America. You know, this. could you fucking imagine if you went to cooking school and they say, okay, you're going to go to cooking school. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Um, we don't use salt. We don't use onion powder. We don't use garlic powder, whatever. It's like, it's what the fuck are you talking about? Could you imagine if, if you said, okay, um, yeah, uh, I'm a police officer. Oh, you are? Yeah, in America, I'm a police officer. Okay. Yeah, we don't have uh, nightsticks, flashlights, or guns. So how do you protect people then? Oh, we don't even train in self-defense. Or imagine being a boxer. Be, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a boxing trainer. All right, what do you train? Well, we don't believe in violence. So we don't believe in fighting. It, it, it's just the craziest shit. People say, oh, you know, a person cured or healed 
is a customer loss. Like, man, bro, y'all got to stop thinking like that. It's just fucking crazy. There is medicine out there that works. People say, oh, the vaccine's been around for so many years. And I'm not going to get into that again. But the fake doctors, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Dr. Sebi. He's done some good. But when you look deep into it, he's also done some shit that was not really that great. Okay? So it was capped too. I do my due diligence. I check it out. And people say, oh, the same shit that other, but it's other people who can do the same thing. Send me a link to a website. Send me the link. And it's like anydose.io or some shit. It could be some fucked up web. Just, I know IO is like a fucking crypto website, but like just some bullshit. I, I don't want to hear no left, no right, nothing. I don't watch CNN anymore. These guys got their doctorates from the University of Phoenix online. Never actually went to med school. And they literally have MD and doctor in their usernames. I don't know what the fuck their agenda is. But come fucking on. Yes, I'll agree with you. A young, healthy person who is active, has a strong immune system, might not need the vaccination. But the vaccine still helps prevent people from getting COVID-19. Now, I have been in closed rooms with 30, 40,000 people, packed rooms, okay, with no mask on. And guess what? A lot of people in my group caught it. I didn't, okay? Sorry, guys. I don't ever want to fucking talk about vaccines on this show, on my Twitter, ever again. NFT talk, you know, it's burning me the fuck out, but it looks like it's the future, whatever, I'm just saying. But my boy Billy, founder of Dogecoin, he showed me this thing called filters on Twitter, and it is fucking amazing. I have, like, the Bachelor, Ariana Grande, Free Britney Spears, fucking, now I have Safe Moon on there, I have NFTs, I have vaccine, vaxxed, vaccinations, all that shit blocked on my Twitter. Thank you. Speaking of cryptocurrency, guys, crypto is going fucking crazy. Millions in my fucking digital wallet and my cold wallet have gone up in the last 10 days. It's crazy. Bitcoin broke 63K. Doge is still hovering right at that 20, 25 cents. I feel like it's going to make a big move soon. I'm still holding Doge, still holding, okay? Two nights ago, Mark Cuban went on and uh, Twitter Spaces, which is like Clubhouse, and he went head-to-head against a bunch of Bitcoin maxis, and he did a great fucking job. And people sit there and say, oh, this stupid-ass shit. You know how fucking hard it is to become a billionaire and that fraternity of billionaires and how rare it is? If you look at all the billionaires in the world, not even fucking 6% of them have come from crypto. Now, I know it's going there and everything, right? But I'm just saying, it's just a different thing that's going on right now. But crypto is going insane. Bitcoin is going great. And I have some fucking NFTs, a new set after doing all the studying. I have some new NFTs coming. It's just not something I talk about every fucking day. So just want you guys to know that's popping. Another thing, kind of crazy. Not going to tell you who, but per one of my financial advisors, I'm going to NASA for a launch of something. And 
the transportation that is being provided for me for this NASA trip involves Elon Musk. So I am going to finally meet this dude. We are going to be in a very small uh, area together. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be six people. He and I will be two of those six people. So that's pretty crazy. Um, and that's pretty in the near future. I won't say when. Uh, there are some security things I couldn't talk about. But that is just fucking crazy. So with that said, I want to go and talk about some sports real quick. Guys, I took my first golf lesson on Thursday. No, I'm sorry, Friday. Friday, I had my first golf lesson by a golf pro named Ron Del Barrio. He trains Stallone. He has trained a ton of actual PGA pro players, um, George Lopez, a bunch of people. Now, the thing is, there's a lot of Korean pros out there. I could go to Roma and find a pro for like 80 bucks, 100 bucks max, an hour. My golf swing is terrible. I have physically been on a golf course less than like six times my entire life. I've played golf only three times my entire life. I've been to the range maybe 10 times or so. Golf swing is terrible. In 20 minutes, this man, Ron, changed my swing. Now, we're just focusing on basics and fundamentals. But in 20 minutes, he even said, I've done something. Not capping, I'm being real. This dude is, is like straight, no chaser. He ain't about no bullshit and no funny shit. He's like, look, man, I have clients who are fucking three months in and didn't learn. But, you know, I've been around golf. I've seen it, certain things. So it was crazy. After that long hiatus and I got my tailor-made clubs, I went to the golf range, grabbed the bucket, 120 balls, and I was fucking dead the next day. My whole body was aching. When I played golf, 18 holes, and we, we had a caddy, right? I was in a fucking golf cart. My body was aching. Ron taught me how to hit the ball. And after 120 balls, I could have hit another 600. It was insane. Just the mechanics and the science of it cannot wait. He's like, look, bro, 60 million people who play golf, their average score or their best score is going to be like 95. That's just what they are. They'll never break a 95. Sorry. And he's like, you know, I can get you into the 80s relatively quickly, you know, whether that be a year, whether that be whatever, but that's what I'm excited about. My goal is to hit a 75. If I could stay in the 80s, I'm good. I'm chilling. But I love golf. I got the fucking bug. Cannot wait to show you some more shit that I got going on in the golf space. But yeah, man. So let's talk about these pinchy Dodgers, man. Took out San Francisco. I had a lot of motherfuckers sad about that. At Oracle, too. And, you know, people are like, how could you say that? You're not real. Listen, culture, other shit, food, you know, my memories and shit. I didn't like the fucking Niners and the fucking Giants when I was, you know, going to school there. I don't know where the fuck you guys think I was born and raised there. How the fuck would I have an enormous Los Angeles? When I say enormous, like in fucking six-inch letters tied across my back, you know, all across from one shoulder blade to the other. Like, come on. Get serious. I've been a fucking Dodger fan for over 40 years. I've been going to Dodger games for 43 years. Okay? I have never, ever in my entire life ever missed more than five games. But really, 
as an adult, I have been at least to 10 games a year as an adult. Now, in Atlanta, they're definitely the fucking less, you know, they're, they're inferior to us. We're down 0-2 right now. So, you know, I thought we'd get one over there. Really bad calls by Roberts. Last night when Urias was coming in, I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? He's not a closer. The other night with fucking uh, Chris Taylor in the pickle situation. I'm just like, what the fuck? I still think we could do it. We got to handle business at home. And I love the Dodgers. It's just a real LA thing. But it's hard to put this in perspective. If it came down to, and I love it for my city, you know, but like, I'm just so fucking involved in what's going on with the Seahawks, you know. But going back real quick to the Dodgers, for some reason, if the Dodgers win and we could pull this out, I got this weird feeling that there could be a chance that the Dodgers Houston Astros rematch in the World Series. And that shit's going to be, there's going to be some deaths. Motherfuckers are going to get their ass beat down and everything is going to be fucking crazy. Now, real quick, I don't want to talk about all the NFL games. I got to get a twit. Fuck Arizona. Fuck the Cardinals. I know they're undefeated. Great for them. Whatever. It's been some bullshit shit that's going on. Um, notable things. I'm trying to think. I mean, there have been some blow fucking outs. I didn't think that, um, you know, the Browns would get their asses kicked that bad. Uh, I can't believe the Cowboys are playing this fucking good. If you follow Captain's Picks, then you would know. Captain's Picks has been absolutely fucking crushing it, making people thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Make sure to fucking sign up for the Captain Picks, okay? Go to captainpicks.com. It's really easy. Sign up, join the Discord. There's a bunch of people in there, including myself, talking shit. And we're giving motherfuckers great picks, okay? Now, do I care about this fucking Gruden email? Fuck Gruden. Coming from an ex-Raider fan, fuck Gruden. And don't get that shit fucked up. I had to talk with Charles Woodson. Me and Charles been boys since he was at fucking Michigan. And now he's a Hall of Famer. And he knows what the deal is. And he played for Gruden. Fuck Gruden. Okay, fuck the Davis family more. And that was one of the reasons why I fucking didn't stand against all that bullshit. This ain't something new. This is shit I talked about way back in the day. Right? Ever since L.O.B., started. I remember the year they started. I've been running with the Hawks, right? But the email shit, it's like, look, fuck Gruden. He should have been out. But there's way more emails. And it's just a whole nother fucking discussion out there. And now you got Kaepernick kind of showing faith. He really wants to play so bad. And it sucks. You know, he's out there like, y'all wanna, you know, I'm ready to fucking take some team to the Super Bowl. Bruh. Salute to everything you've done in life, bro. You will never, ever take no team to the Super Bowl. You will never be responsible for even 5%, 1% of why the fucking team goes to the Super Bowl if you get another chance. The chance if you get another chance, not going to happen. If every fucking team has a black coach and they fucking sit there, nobody's giving you a chance, fam. Let's just be real. Your last two, three years was garbage. I'm sure Miles would even fucking, you know, would say it. Bro, you were just, just... You're you're not a great player, bro. You had a couple good years. I don't know what happened on some Jeremy Lin shit. You know, Jeremy Lin had a couple years here and there. Like he's like begging the shit, but I'm trying to make it some racist shit. Like, bro, what the fuck out of here? Fuck the color. It should be about the skill. 
period. Now, an executive coaching job, that's a different story. Anyways, back to my Seahawks. I see Shannon Sharp, who I like, he's funny, talking that shit. At the end of the day, Gino was Gino. That's bullshit, bro. At the end of the day, went against a pretty solid defense, a very solid defense. And that motherfucker put points on the board, did everything he could. First start in fucking, how many fucking games? Some ridiculous amount of fucking, how many fucking years has it been? I think we played pretty good. I think Gino played damn good. I think Jamal Adams still did all right. People are saying, oh, he should have got those interceptions. You know what? That shit hit his fucking goddamn helmet so fucking fast that I don't even think that was even fucking catchable. And I'm critical of him. He had some tackles. He did his thing tonight. I thought our defense looked all right. All right, Trey Brown, rookie, clutch, okay? Darrell Taylor, my prayers are out to dude. I'm hearing some some better news that that doesn't seem like it's critical. So I hope he can come out and play again. I hope he's just, hope he's okay. But as far as our Hawks, I feel like we showed some promise. I feel like we look we look more decent than we did against the Titans. And that was a close game. We lost that one too, and you know, right there in overtime. Heartbreaker. Right? Beat the Niners. I don't think we looked all that fucking great against the Niners. Thought we had promise against the Rams. So that just shows you right there between the Titans, the Rams, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL, and the Steelers. Those three super fucking close games that went down to the last minute. You think about that. And what happens? Now we become five and one, right? We only have that fucking Vikings lost. So I don't know. I got faith. I'm flying to Seattle on Monday for the Monday night football game next Monday. It's gonna be fucking crazy. Geno Smith, you know, it just it's just small little things at the end, you know. Yeah, I should have held the ball better, but you know what? T.J. Watt is a beast. Did that shit, but we did our thing. You know, sorry, man. You know he's fucking five inches taller than Russell Wilson, and he's still fucking throwing balls low and getting him batted. Like it's just fucking weird, you know. But he didn't have a lot of experience, so you know, I I just think that we're gonna get better. Um, yes, Russ is great, but but I think he's, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to say. I just feel like, you know, when I see Russ, there's way more three and outs, but then there's way more, you know, big, big plays or there's more big plays, but he's still getting it done. He's still driving out of the field, still getting these touchdowns, some of these plays, but Pete has got to go. Pete Carroll is just the worst fucking plays. Third and 14, let's run the ball. Why? Why run the ball even once in overtime? When we were down to the last thing, what the fuck are you thinking? Now, again, Alex looks great. I like fucking him better than I like fucking Chris Carson. Okay? Like, I'm being dead ass serious right now. If you think about what Chris Carson has done as, as far as, like, you know, this season, he just ain't getting it done, bro. You know? But... Collins' looks solid as a motherfucker. Do you know that we were averaging 6.8 yards a carry? But you know what? Once the Pittsburgh Steelers figured out our run game, that was it, Pete. You're still calling that shit. Like, what the fuck? So, look, heartbreaker. I don't want to get too much more into it. I think Geno did all right. It could have went either way. 
What a fucking game. And it wouldn't be Seahawks football without fucking all these headaches. You know, we got no first round draft picks coming in. So, you know, we got we got to pull this bitch off. Right? We're fucking two and four right now. We got to win fucking at least seven, eight more games. Try to make a playoffs. But we, we, we just got to break 500. It's just the same. Man, we're better than that. And we are. But again, guys, jump on captainpicks.com, baseball picks. Got basketball starting this week. We got a lot of shit that is starting, man. So got a headache. Wanted to give you guys a fucking packed show, a lot of game. I wanted to have a conversation with you guys. I just wanted to talk and talk like I'm your homie. Talk like I'm your boy. You know, I run into fans every day. Running to people at Magic Mountain, running to people at the games, running to people at a restaurant here and there. Try to be as cool as I can. You know, just a regular dude. But I'll get into more financial advice type things and other investment stuff. But like I said, I wanted to have a conversation. And again, after Halloween, I'm going to try to get on to this two episodes a week again. I just got to get some structure taken out of the way. I got fucking trips coming up. About to meet fucking Elon Musk. I'm doing this fucking Squid Game thing. I got all kinds of shit all over the fucking place. But always know this. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I am very grateful for all the listeners out there. We have thousands upon thousands, hundred thousands of listeners that listen to this show religiously every Monday. And I cannot tell you how for real, for real, how thankful I am. Thank you guys. Always remember, make it a great day. It's Monday. Let's get it in. You know what I'm saying? Yo, make it a great day. All right, guys. I'm out of here. My man Lakey Lake is going to take us out of here. And I'll see you guys back next Monday. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.